You've come to the right place. If you're a course creator looking to build more impact, income, and freedom, LMSCast is the number one podcast for course creators just like you. I'm your guide, Chris Badgett. I'm the co-founder of the most powerful tool for building, selling, and protecting engaging online courses called Lifter LMS. Enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of LMS Cast. Today, we're joined by a special guest. This is actually a repeat visit to the show, uh, number round two, I believe, with Bradley Morris from ecourseadventures.com. How's it going, Bradley? I'm doing lovely. Nice to be back on the show, Chris. Hello, everybody. It's great to uh, connect. We're on opposite oceans. I'm over here on the Atlantic Ocean on the coast of Maine, and you're over there in Victoria Island, right? Uh, We are on Salt Spring Island, which is just off of Vancouver Island, which is commonly referred to as Victoria Island because that's our capital of BC. Right on. Yeah, but we got got the whole mainland surrounded here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, a little coastal... Um, awesome. What a, it's a beautiful part of the world where you live. And I, um, I spent a lot of time in Southeast Alaska and in the Pacific Northwest in the United States and spent a lot of time in British Columbia too. Uh, before I got into technology, the environment has always inspired me and just a close connection to nature. Um, which is one of the reasons I think we just probably naturally connect as people because we, you can kind of sense that in other people. Yeah. But it, that's a common theme between us. But when we look at online education being more than just exchanging information, um, you get into this concept of themification and world creation. Can you lay it on us? What is this all about? What gap is this filling or what's this doing in the e-course or online education space? Yeah, um, this is a great rabbit hole to start off. Let's just dive on in. (laughs) Um, So, Let's look at the dropout rate of online courses to start. I mean, the average is somewhere between 70 and 97%, apparently. That's the stat that's being given through Forbes. And um, there's a bunch of resources out there that are talking about this. And so let's look at why that is. Um, And typically, like if you're in a classroom, you're in an engaged environment where you are accountable for the learning experience and for doing the work. Whereas if you sign up for a course, you're on your computer, you're at home, you're in your PJs, you're you know, you've got your Facebook tabs open, your emails open, and there's really no accountability to complete it, what it is that you started. And so um, the way that online education has traditionally been done is it's a bunch of PowerPoints or PDFs. um, And it's just a talking head talking at you and giving you a bunch of information. As we know, like, it's really hard for us, no matter how good the presentation is, or how high quality quality the media is, it's it's hard to digest the information that's coming at us. And so uh, a few years ago, we started looking at this. We had a course called the eCourse Creation Blueprint. um, And we were doing those PowerPoints and PDFs and selling it for a good price of 1500 bucks or so. And um, we we're looking at this and we're like, we asked ourselves this question, we're about to go redesign our course. And we asked ourselves, would we have signed up, like pulled out our wallets and signed up for this course. We found it a few years ago and we're looking for the information and we were like, no. And then we started asking if uh, we would complete the course if we did sign up for it. And the answer was no. And we're like, well, this is a really big problem. And this is a really big problem for everybody. Like if you're creating courses out there, ask yourself those same two questions and 
Uh, if you get the same, same answer as we did, then here we go. So after that epiphany, we started asking ourselves, well, how do we consume media? Like what kind of media would we like to consume? And, and how are people consuming media on the internet? And the answer is entertaining videos. We're listening to podcasts and music and we're playing video games. And these are the main ways in which people are consuming media. Well, e-learning is basically not using these art forms. It's just basically like me standing here, looking at the screen, telling you what to do, and hoping that you do it. And so we, that was basically the night that the great e-course adventure, our, our main flagship training, was born. And themification is this idea where you take that curriculum. So curriculum is like 33% of what it takes to build a great online course. If you don't have the curriculum, you don't have a course. So you need that. You need to have something to teach and have a process for people to follow. But then there's this other pillar, and that is around experience. So really putting yourself in the student's shoes and facilitating an experience that captivates them that inspires them to take action and that moves them forward on this transformational learning journey where they go from not knowing how to do something to knowing how to do something, the result that you're promising on your sales page. And so this idea of themification, it was something we totally stumbled upon. It was a complete accident where we just, the great e-course adventure is essentially like Saturday Night Live skit comedy meets Indiana Jones adventure and we take our students up a mountain to launch summit where they create the greatest e-course they can possibly imagine along the way all sorts of different characters come into play and there's a story arc where the student is the character in the journey and um, there's all of this magic that happens as you're going through the creative process of building your course and as we've started teaching people about how do you like take your curriculum and give it a theme, um, we've, we've learned so much. And it's actually what we're doing as, as e-course creators is like, most of us have a website, right? Our website's kind of our storefront. Well, the theme is the world in which your course is taught from and exists within. For example, we just created our, our most recent course, which is now on Lifter LMS, uh, and it's called Green Screen Magic. And instead of just like taking you into the editing room and showing you how you edit videos and use green screen and do your lighting and perspective and, um, you know, how you, you create these worlds, we basically uh, played the roles of magicians and you are a magician's apprentice. And we teach you how to make e-learning illusions and how to, you know, take this green piece of fabric behind me and create all of these amazing worlds and to bring your ideas to life. And what we've been learning is that, you know, throughout time, all of our ancestors taught each other through storytelling. And where's storytelling? I mean, sure, we use it in our marketing. We, we tell a nice story that inspires people to want to buy our product. But where's the storytelling when it comes to our e-learning experiences, our courses? And what we've been really just getting to play with and discover through our students' experiences and feedback and the, the things that they're creating now is that it's that, that story is such a, a powerful and missing ingredient that makes, it draws people in. Um, and if we want to captivate people's attention, we need to do something more creative than just, you know, the PowerPoint and the PDF, which served up into a point, but now there are so many sparkly distractions on the internet 
that if we all don't step up our game and get more creative with it, um, then we're going to be losing a lot of people's attention and the possibility of facilitating something transformational, incredible for them. Um, so based on that, I mean, it's a big topic. Where do you want to go around the themification idea based on, uh, what well, that's, a, that's a, that's a beautiful thing. When you were talking, you were talking about games, podcasts, music, and those things kind of naturally have a world. Like when I'm listening to a podcast, I really love while I'm out on a run or on my bike or whatever. I literally drop into this world of, you know, where I exist with this creator and, you know, I'm engaged with this content, usually around a certain niche, whatever that is. Um, it is like literally a world that it kind of exists in my head more with the mm -hmm. audio format. Um, music is the same way. I mean, depending upon what type of music you listen to you, or drops you into a specific world. If you go to a live concert and you get it coming in from all angles, you're definitely in your own world. Yeah, um, and video games. I mean, those are those are imaginary worlds. That's totally. where Super Mario Brothers live. They jump over pipes and eat yeah. stuff. And you know um, the best <laughs> the best parties I've ever been to in my entire life are always theme parties. It's like everybody shows up to the party wearing their toga, or you know, like everybody's in costume. They're all imbibing in the same experience. And with the Grady Course Adventure, you know, we did it all just because we were trying to be our absolute most creative selves possible because we'd gone the other way in our entrepreneurial journey. We're like, well, we need to just be artists and we already know the entrepreneur thing. We can do that. So let's just be artists. And so, you know, our, our e-course adventurers, they're adventurers, they're not students. And instead of earning badges, they're earning backpack supplies. Our forum is the community campfire. Um, each lesson is a step along the journey and each module is a checkpoint. Like we really got into the theme design thing. We used language, we used colors, we, um, the visuals, like there's 92 lessons in the Grady course adventure. Cause we, I mean, we teach our students about the media side, curriculum design, theme design, gamification, marketing, launching, selling, communicating your message, like everything. Like there's so much that we cover and every single background or every single, um, lesson is a different location on the mountain, which means a different background, different mute or different nature sounds that are immersed in there, different characters that come into the story to help take them on their next step. Like there's just, we just went above and beyond for us. Like the goal after kind of creating mediocre courses for so many years, they were good. They were the best we could do at the time, but then we realized that we could do a lot better. And, uh, and so for us, it was just about creating the greatest e-course we could possibly imagine, something that we would want to binge watch and that would be binge-worthy for other people as well. How, how do you pick a theme? Because, it, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like once you choose, yeah. it's not that hard to like come up with the ideas. It's like, totally. yeah, for example, at Lifter LMS, we have a space theme. You know, We have the yeah. universe bundle, the infinity bundle. We have this little spaceman. We put on a lot of our graphics and, you know, we we just integrate space. We're just really into it because yeah. for a lot of reasons, uh, lift off and lifter, like part of the whole concept from the beginning, just artistically was to elevate and give people a tool that could literally like transform their life in lots of different ways and impact yeah. others and all this. But like, once you decide that, then it's now we have an artistic direction. Totally. Course creator, pick a theme. Well, it has to be something that you would be excited about. Because um, you, asked, you asked yourself on the mountain, like, would I take this core, the blueprint yeah. 
course. And yeah. you're like, no. So then yeah. you're like, well, what, what would I get excited about? Yeah. So we started writing out the qualities. I mean, for us now we've got a whole process um, that helps people figure this out. But imagine your e-course was a person. Um, and how would you describe that person's personality or your e-course's personality? What are the vibes? What are the quirky traits? Like, obviously, it's going to be an expression of who, who it is you are. Um, and then it has to, so it has to make sense to you, the creator, and it has to make sense to the audience. Like the great e-course adventure, it just, it was so obvious because um, we, we were going out on these huge hikes every single day while we we're writing the curriculum. We were doing it in a journal and we we're going for day long hikes and we would write everything in the notebook and then we would come back and transcribe it to the computer. So like an adventure was the most obvious thing. We got lost some days. We would, you know, we would be sweating our butts off and trying to get to the summit of a different mountain. Like it was just kind of like entrepreneurship. And I mean, anybody out there that's ever created something great, you know, it's like climbing Everest. It's hard. Even if it's your passion project and you love it, if you're trying to do your best work, it's freaking hard. <laughs> There's no way around it. Like it takes a lot of time and effort and love and sweat and tears. Um, and then our, our, we have a, um, an outer space course that's called the Art of E-Course Creation. And that's kind of like a Star Wars theme course. And that one really teaches people all of our philosophies um, in a condensed experience. And for that one, the metaphor was simple. We're taking you to the new world of online education. Well, how do we get there? We go by the eCourse Frontier Starship. It just makes sense. And then for green screen magic, um, all of our students last couple of years were just like begging us to create this course. And so, um, because they wanted to be able to do what we we're doing with a green screen. So I like, go, okay. And that one, again, it was just really obvious to us that we're teaching people magic tricks. Well, who's, who's the magic teacher or who's the magic trick teacher? It's a magician. So we just have to be magicians and the student is a magician, a magician in training. And so the theme is something, usually it has to do with something you're passionate about. Um, I can't remember the course, but on a recent coaching call, uh, a woman was, I think it was like some form of business coaching and, um, you know, she was really struggling with finding her theme. And when I started to ask her, like, what are you passionate about? What do you do when you're not working? What are the things that you love to get up to? For us, it was hiking. For her, it was cooking. So all of a sudden, we started to brainstorm around, well, what if your e-course was a recipe guide? And what if all of the kitchenware were metaphors for what you're actually teaching the student? What if you actually taught them business while doing a cooking class so they're learning about cooking and they're also learning about business. Um, and there's just, there's, it's something that, that happens. Like I see people and they try and force this theme into their curriculum. And you know, the first thing you have to do is create your curriculum. Curriculum design is like for us, the e-course creation blueprint, it was good curriculum. It just wasn't delivered in an engaging and exciting way. And so we took 80% of that old curriculum and then we turned it into the great e-course adventures. So if you don't have your curriculum, then don't think about the theme yet. Design your curriculum, the lessons, the outlines, all that sort of stuff. Don't go into scripting yet. And then start to brainstorm with your theme. And um, in that Art of E-Course Creation course, um, which I believe is up on Lifter LMS at the time of this, yes? Yeah. So you can do that. We've got a whole workbook that guides you through 
coming up with your theme. Um, because there's a lot of questions, there's a lot of ways, uh, you know, if you don't have the video skills, language and pictures and colors, like all these different things. Just copy, you. copy language by itself is huge, yeah, right? It's huge. You think of how a book can transport you into another universe. Like, <laughs> it, and we have so many other tools available to us. Um, well, you said something about themification and world creation related to community. Yeah. Um, and I, like when I'm literally like designing LMS software concepts, what I usually do whenever I have an idea for a feature or anything like that is I actually go back to pre-technology, Chris. And if I, and I actually go back to British Columbia, which is funny because I'm talking to you. I did a National Outdoor Leadership School trip in the British Columbia backcountry um, right when, when I was like 20 years old. Uh, so this was in the remote sticking wilderness uh, with, some, with a small group of people. And uh, it, it, it literally like transformed my life in terms of leadership ability, love of nature, all this stuff just kind of all coalesced and came together. But basically for 30 days, I was in the woods, no trails, nothing, compass, this group of people, lots of bears, different types of bears, all kinds of stuff going on, learning how to navigate, cross rivers, all kinds of stuff. Hmm. But that world was one like when I think of the offline world and where I had one of the most profound learning experiences in my life, I go back to that experience and I look for reference points where I, I look at what worked there and how it worked and how can I transfer that to technology uh, to work in the digital world. But that aside, part of that learning experience being so great was this little group of community around this, you know, adventure, if you will. Yeah. Um, how do we design, how do we think about designing for community? How does the world fit the community? I understand that the themification kind of fits the brand and the personality of the, the leader and stuff like that, but how do we design worlds for community? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. That's something that we've done a lot of experimenting around and, and we're at a point, um, you know, two and a half years in where we're really starting to see the culture take over that there's enough, um, there's enough buy-in from a, a large enough group of people that we're really able to watch people flourish and take care of each other. And just like you guys were in the wild, like everybody was taking care of each other. You know, it wasn't like there was one alpha leader and everybody just did whatever that person said. It was like everybody had their role and everybody was looking out for each other. And, um, and we have to create an environment that really, um, really supports that. And in the beginning, it does take that one or two or three people uh, to show up again and again and again to demonstrate to the community what leadership looks like in this community. Uh, you're not going to, you know, create a social space, invite a thousand people, and all of a sudden, um, everybody's going to be taking care of each other. It, it does require, you know, a, a period of time, a gestation period where you, the leader, have to put in a lot of upfront energy and answer all the questions and support people and give people the best possible feedback you can. And that basically shows people, oh, you're really here. Oh, I'm being helped right now. And you're going out of your way to help me. And Oh, I want to do the same thing for other people. Um, and 
that is something that's so important that we rarely get to see. I mean, if you want to be supported in the community on an e-course program, mostly you have to pay like $5,000 a year to get into the VIP rung of that community. Whereas like community is the third pillar. That's the other 33%. So you've got curriculum, experience, and community. And that's what's missing in a lot of e-course worlds. Um, Facebook's a tricky place too to grow community because there's so many distractions and everybody's connected to 72 different groups that they get notifications for. And, and so, um, for us, we, we grow our community off of Facebook so that it's a really, um, a really focused, safe container for people to dive into the topic that they're trying to explore. Um, and we do recommend that for other people. Uh, and there's so many, I mean, you guys have a social aspect to, on Lifter LMS. There's so many other platforms as well, depending on whether you're going with a SaaS or a WordPress tool or, or whatever. There's a lot of great tools out there to, to build your own little social network where you can um, help facilitate the conversations. And something that we've seen that has brought people together, a few things that have worked really well is at the beginning of the Grady course adventure, people get paired up as buddies. So they're adventure buddies. They have to do weekly calls. Um, and we have people that have been a part of the Grady course adventure community for over two years, and they're still doing weekly check-ins with their buddies. Um, some form of accountable buddy, uh, whether it's for your business or e-courses or whatever, like it's so important in life to just keep you on track to, have somebody that you're telling, this is what I'm going to do this week. And at the, you know, the beginning of this week, here's what I did last week. And here's where I struggled. And this is what's coming up for me. And just somebody to listen. Like we can, most of us have the ability to find our own answers and figure stuff out. But if we're not being held accountable, if somebody's not there being like, this is the fourth week in a row that you haven't followed through on the thing you said you were going to do. Like, do you want this? What is going on? Is there something more happening in your life that you're not talking about? Like we all need that. Um, and for me, I'm fortunate. I've got my business partner. I have some mentors. Um, it's, I, I have that support and I didn't always have that support. Now that I do, I see how valuable it really is. Um, so it's not just about the course content. It's not. No. <laughs> I, say, I say that like, um, course, you know, we have three C's, you know, we're in the LMS area. So there's lots of TLAs, three letter and acronyms, but, um, <laughs> courses, plus coaching, plus community. That's one of the ones I like to go to because it's not just about the course content. Yeah. And community, I mean, there's tools you can use, yeah. um, but also it could be as simple as, you know, taking a little leadership in the design of the program and helping new people coming in at the same time yeah. form these accountability groups or mini masterminds or whatever. Yeah. That's all part of the design. Um, yeah, totally. And I've had, I've had, I've built community around Lifted All My Software. We have like a weekly uh, mastermind office hours called people in there have become friends. People have started businesses together. It's way beyond just yeah. Chris, the coach high on the mountain, like talking to people, the community in and of itself and the relationships inside of that yeah. are, that's the glue. And that's where the majority of the value is. Yeah. We do coaching every week as well. I'm curious how you facilitate your your office hours ones. Like how, what's the time frame, and how do you facilitate or like, I, I'm just so curious about that. Yeah. So for us, it's a, it's for the software. So it's not like a course plus community. This is a software plus community. And basically it's a weekly one hour Zoom call, just like we're in right now as we record this. Um, and 
you have to get like the product or the the office hours mastermind product or get it as part of our biggest bundle but um so every week it depends on the week 30 or so people show up and uh there's like some people that have been there since the very beginning and then there's always like new people coming in getting oriented need a quick question quick hot seat like yeah I started it actually, I, I tell people I started a mastermind by accident, which I did. I had no intention of creating a mastermind. I was trying to create a group coaching call to help people get unstuck or get their questions answered or get live technical support, ask strategy questions, ask, you know, these other questions relate that aren't software related, but that I know the answer to or have had experience with an online course. But what happened is over time, like, I'm not, I'm the keeper of all the knowledge. Like some other people on the call be like, oh, you have this question about, you know, this email marketing tool or this marketing strategy or this instructional design theory. And it started, you know, I, it became more of a circle than like a triangle, you know? And yeah. I was, I, I just embraced that. So I just changed yeah. the name of it to a, a mastermind and it, it goes it. on. I look forward to it. It happens every Thursday. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Yeah, it's such an important part for people to have that real connection with these other people that you see their profile, you see them like type things in the conversation windows and comment on your stuff. But until you actually have a face to face like this, and Zoom's amazing for that sort of thing. Um, it really is. Yeah, it, it creates that bridge. Um, I wanted to ask you a little bit about something we talked about before we started recording here, which is the. Uh, the discipline of being a creator. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're going to build community or you're going to build, you know, you're going to drop into the artistic mode and you're going to build a world and then you're going to lead that world and you're going to get the flywheel spinning to like get that momentum building. Yeah. I mean, I want to ask you about how you keep the fire alive and the discipline. And can you also just have a little story time and take us back to you? You're, you also, you're a course creator yourself, uh, but before e-course, it was meditation courses. Yeah. So you've been at this a while. How yeah. long, what happened, and how do you keep going? Yeah. Um, well, I dropped out of college in 2005 to start my first online business and to sponsor myself to play professional golf. That was kind of the game plan. The business was called Man Shirts. It, I sold offensive t-shirts online. It's, uh, it basically ruined me and my liver within a year. And uh, that was when I had a huge breakdown in life and um, got really into meditation and personal growth. And, um, and then in 2007, uh, after going through a radical shift in perspective and life and habits, I launched a video on YouTube called The Gratitude Dance. It went viral. Check it out. Um, and that led to speaking tours around North America, which got me um, really into my meditation practice at that time. And a lot of side stories happened between. But basically, in 2009, I taught my first ever meditation workshop. Over the course of the next two years, led retreats around the world and taught more than 500 workshops. Um, I got burnt out from teaching meditation kind of funny <laughs> and uh but i think you do something too much and you do get burnt out um so in 2012 i wanted to retire from teaching meditation but i didn't want the medicine to die with me so i committed to getting all of my work online and that was when i started building courses in march 2012 i launched my first meditation course in october that year i launched my second 
those have since spread to more than 50 countries. Um, when we did the great e-course adventure, I actually took those meditation courses down because they weren't up to snuff. Um, so now I just have an audio library um, where people can download all the tracks at bradleymorrismeditations.com. Um, and those are, you know, really high quality custom composed music for every track. It's, it's beautiful stuff. Uh, if you like breathing. Um, so basically that's, that's like kind of the summarized that's the progression. Yeah. Then because of the success of my courses, I started teaching people to build courses. Um, and so the discipline side, uh, I wake up every morning between four and 5 AM and I go to the golf course after my personal practice and I play sunrise golf. This is a five to six day a week thing. This is when it's freezing cold and raining sideways. This is some days it's snowing a little bit and that's where I am. And, uh, um, you know, I'm, I'm disciplined with that. I'm disciplined with my personal practices. It was a learned discipline to, it took, it's still every day the alarm goes off in the morning and I've only had five hours sleep or six hours sleep. Cause I'm also a dad and a entrepreneur and a husband, all these things. And my mind is screaming, stay in bed, sleep longer. And, you know, the part of me that has a vision and something that I'm working towards is like, get out of bed and go do the thing. You know, you're going to feel better if you go do the thing. And so that's what I do. I go do the thing. And, you know, business is the exact same thing. We all have this higher vision of what we're being called to do, the service that we're here to provide. And, the amount of resistance we are all going to come up against, internal resistance, less, like way less resistance from the outer world. Like if you're getting resistance from the outer world, congratulations, you probably had to get through a lot of internal resistance to meet that. Um, and I would just, you know, for me, it's knowing why I'm doing this. So that why is what motivates me to get out of bed every single day. The seeing the progress and working towards that vision is, is so fulfilling for me. Um, and I would just say like, I found my momentum really kicked in about five years ago when I stopped going for those six months and 12 months goals that were lofty and stressful. And I took a step back and I created as clear a vision as I could. Uh, my wife and I did a, a full moon cycle um, from new moon to new moon where we really dreamed in like every day we were, you know, writing our visions and visioning and basically like creating a 10 year picture for who we wanted to become and the lives we wanted to create and the businesses we wanted to run and the roles we wanted to have within those businesses. And we created as crystal clear vision as we could. And right at the next full moon, we build this immaculate vision board with all of the writing on the back of it and all the images that we, we found and then we framed it. Um, and that, that was the most you know, powerful visioning experience in my life because it was every day. I wasn't concerned about where I was now. I was only concerned about dreaming into my ultimate vision for, for all this stuff. And that took a huge amount of weight and stress off of me. Um, to have, need to have it all now. And I, I came into full acceptance of exactly where I was, who I was, where I was in my bank account, where I was with my business, because I realized all these things are perfect. And in 10 years from now, when I step into the highest vision of what I could possibly see now, 
all these are just stepping stones. And I just felt all of the weight release uh, from the self-inflicted pressure I was imposing on myself. And that was the greatest, greatest thing I ever did for myself. And then the discipline is just every single day waking up and doing the next series of things. Like for me, like pro golf, this first year, I, I got to play 12 tournaments so far this year. I'll probably have about 16 or 20 by the end of the year. And you know, I'm finally living that portion of the dream, not winning yet, but that's okay. Um, and, um, and then the business side is just like every day. I mean, we can all think of one to three things that need to get done before we go to bed tonight to move the vision forward. And it's kind of like with guitar. If you want to learn guitar, pick the guitar up for five to 10 minutes every day. Don't pick it up for 60 minutes once a week, pick it up every day. The business is the same thing. Take one step minimum. If you're working 40 hours a week and you've got kids and all that sort of stuff, carry your notebook with you everywhere you go so you have those lists and make sure you're taking one action step towards it. Otherwise, you're stagnant. You're staying in one spot. Um, that's that, that, that's really go. good. <laughs> that's really good. I'm, yeah, that, I'm, I'm really appreciate you sharing all that. And it's really inspiring. A couple of notes I wanted to comment on is, uh, that you said you gave yourself a moon cycle a month to like really give yourself permission to vision and think about the future and think about your highest, you know, self and your impact on the world and your legacy and the kind of life you wanted to live. That's, that's amazing to give yourself that much time. I give myself lately, and this is with, uh, I mean, I'm often like a futurist. I'm always like living yeah. out in the future. I have to snap back here a lot, but, yeah. um, Every year I have what's called a founder retreat, but I only go for like three days, not yeah. like 30. So I could only imagine, maybe, maybe I need to try that. That's, that's really cool. <laughs> well, I will say we didn't take 30 days off of like running the day-to-day -day business and that. It was just uh, it it was was a priority. An ongoing conversation and, yeah. and meditation. And, you know, we did, we also like included in that, we did a whole bunch of clearing rituals, burning rituals, where we were letting go of the aspects of ourselves that we, know we knew needed to go and that's that's still a part of it like with every major step forward um we have to let go of parts that aren't serving like we just we're just in the process of, of the time of the recording right now of like taking our first investment capital and like the amount of work it's taken us to get to here to be able to like gracefully receive that and know that it's in good hands has been a lot you know <laughs> yeah that's yeah. that's cool um you also mentioned all the resistance and you've probably heard of it. Uh, the, the book called the war of art by Stephen yeah. Pressfield, where he oh, talks yeah. about the resistance. So yeah. for you out there, I highly recommend if you have not heard of Stephen Pressfield and the war of art, it's a classic for the yeah. creator type. Yeah. Uh, one more question on your personal story. You mentioned, um, making offensive t-shirts. That was your foray into making money online perhaps. Yeah. Um, what was it, what was the trigger point that, like what helped you make that leap? Because I think we all, especially as creatives, we discover the internet and perhaps we didn't come from the business school per se. Maybe you did, yeah. maybe, I don't know. But then you're no. like, you discover this marketing thing and you're like, wow, and this whole scalable internet thing and this whole digital product thing. And, you know, there's this niche on the internet called the make money online niche. And I know you have some, uh, parodies on that in your yeah. videos uh with slick rick and i forget the other guy but uh, <laughs> that's right <laughs> uh what helped you kind of 
not just not really mature, but more like step into that higher vision of where you wanted to go. Like you, you kind of like there was a total leveling up by making the commitment to vision. Like what caused that commitment to vision? Um, I think just, or were you back up against the wall and you're like, I got to do something here. Was it like that? Yeah, it was a bit of everything. I mean, I, um, I think a lot of it came from frustration of having lofty goals every six to 12 months and continually not meeting them. And I was like, I just, I need to create something that like feels that is realistic and doable. Um, and yeah, I can't remember what inspired us to like take a step back and just vision. Um, I, it, it just needed to happen. Uh, you know, I, I'm a strong believer in, in journaling and just like what, what we write is so powerful and the, the act of like journaling and writing intentions and all that sort of stuff is kind of the, the act of taking that etheric thought energy and putting it into the physical world where we can see it and it's tangible and it's that first step. And so I've experienced a lot of magical things from that act of journaling. So it just seemed like, actually, I, I do recall, um, it was my, it was just after my 30th birthday. Um, and we would moved to salt spring like a year and a half before, uh, from the city. And, I could finally play golf 200 to 250 days a year, which I hadn't been able to do since I was a kid. And I was seeing rapid improvements because my meditation practice was directly impacting my golf. And I, for my birthday, my 30th birthday, I told Celeste, my wife, I said, I want 10 years to go after this dream. I want you to fully support me and never complain that I'm golfing. <laughs> and I want to like, if you're going to support me as a wife, this is the gift I want. This is what I've always wanted since I was a kid. And the first time I ever touched a golf club, I want to see how far I can take this. This is like, for me, this is my path to self mastery. This is my spiritual practice. This is where I get to iron out the kinks, body, mind, and spirit and, and, um, and grow. And this is something that I'm really excited about. And she said, yes. And she's been fully supportive ever since. Um, and so after we made that commitment, um, I felt the power of having a 10 year vision and I'm only four and a half years into that now. And I just tied the course record at my club the other week, like things are happening and I'm seeing the rapid improvements over the last four and a half years. There's that I'm famous, like, uh, saying that we, uh, overestimate what we can do in a day, underestimate what we can do in a year. Yeah. I, I would imagine that would extrapolate out to we vastly yeah. underestimate what we can do in a decade. Totally. And uh, yeah, and I still have like six years left and I'm looking at, you know, I'm, I'm taking better care of my body than I ever have. I'm taking better care of everything. Like it's just, and the business is growing and the business is allowing more time to focus on, on, practicing and training, which I've never done before. So it's only going to get better. Um, and just with the, on the note of receiving investment capital, we spent six months redoing our business plan again and again and again and again and pitch deck and all that sort of stuff. Um, and it was really powerful, uh, right before we, you know, got the thumbs up to receive investment capital. Uh, the, the question we had to answer is what our exit strategy is. And so we had to, you know, come up with a really solid exit strategy that, that is like, 
that's you know eight years out in the future of what is the point where we're going to need to have somebody buy us out and us step away from being in those leadership roles and and uh, that was a powerful exercise you know because we build these things and we're like oh I wanted this is my baby and I couldn't sell my baby and uh, it was a powerful practice to just do that. Um, yeah. What What's your vision for course creators? Like, what? Like, take us into the future of your vision. Where are we headed with eCourse Adventure? Well, we're we're just. I mean, at the time of this recording, it might be it might be alive fully, but we're uh, aiming to build the Netflix of online education that would be for entertainment based e-learning experiences so um, courses that are themified that are gamified that are highly engaging and truly transformational uh, and that we're creating a hub for course creators to come and learn from each other uh, and learn how to develop these types of immersive online learning experiences and also to have a marketplace where those that you know really create world-class courses can have them hosted and sold on as well um, I we're already our first uh, virtual reality company has approached us and we started working with them about a month ago on uh, a beta experience uh, that would be for professional athletes and um, sports teams. And that that was a really, really fun uh, experience. I mean, when we created the great e-course adventure two and a half years ago, we knew that VR was where this is all going. I mean, uh, as much as like I'm afraid of that technology and I think it's crazy that we're going in that direction because people are already disconnected enough from this reality and the earth. Uh, I don't think there's any stopping where it's going to go. Um, and so we might as well create experiences that are beautiful and transformational and can help uh, raise people's awareness and, and increase their skill levels and ability to be a good human on this planet. Um, where else? Uh, for for us, it's just kind of every time we create a course, we're just building our next course right now. We just want to push the limits of take all the stuff that we learned before and come up with some new ideas and, and just like stretch our abilities uh, to create something even better than what we did last time. <laughs> you know, we're, we're pretty darn proud of what we've done um, so far. And, and it kind of, makes us a little bit nervous of like, man, how do we top green screen magic or how do we top this last thing? Like it's, uh, um, so it's a good test. It's, it's pretty fun. Yeah. Well, if you're listening to this and want to check out green screen magic, you can get to it at the lifter LMS website. Just click on courses and you'll find it. Um, I wanted to ask you a question, especially related to the green screen course and, uh, you being a nature guy, a meditator, me being a nature guy and a meditator. Uh, I also don't know how to write code yet. I have a technology company. You're, you, you're not like a hardcore website builder. No. So when people come to us, I think like, or, or I should say people like us, non techies or non technical people that are, you know, teachers, creators, artists, entrepreneurs with ideas who want to teach. Um, <clears throat> how do you, uh, like, especially with something like green screen, how do you make that approachable to the non-techie? Like, what's your strategy? Yeah, um, this is from one of the characters in the great e-course adventure, uh, Master Zen Teach. And he says, 
if you create time for tech learning time, then you'll create, no, sorry, let me start again. <laughs> if you create time for tech learning time, then you'll learn tech in no time. And that's the name of the game. So, um, you know, like I'm much more willing and excited to learn the ins and, and the outs of the tools that will help us achieve what we're trying to achieve. For example, um, I am excited about learning about platforms now, whereas before it used to scare the hell out of me, you know, like I'm excited about learning about the, um, you know, we're, we're now doing live stream show every week, which you were on a week ago and just learning from Blair, my media partner to learn how he's doing all these magical things that just look so cool. Um, whereas before I didn't. And so this idea of taking time to learn tech, like what we're talking about is scheduled tech time where it's like, oh, you want to go in and learn active campaign where you're less interested in getting a result and like, oh, I have to get my autoresponders programmed and like all my if then statements and like everything's set up by tomorrow. It's kind of like I'm giving myself three hours of play. And here's the things I'm going to go try and learn. It has nothing to do with like, I'm going to get all my autoresponders written or anything. It's like, I'm going to go figure out how to do this. And YouTube, I mean, YouTube is where we originally learned to do green screen. Um, you know, we'd have an idea and then Blair would go do a bunch of research and figure out how to do the effects. And then we would just try it. Um, I think but, that's, I think that's really beautiful that it's time and mindset and play. Yeah. And I've heard this, this is like a mindset thing or, you know, from the personal development world, instead of saying like, I suck at tech, you could, you can reframe that to, um, I'm not, you know, super proficient at tech yet. Like yeah. that whole concept of yet, as opposed to I suck is like totally different mindset. Yeah. And <laughs> like a two make hour space. Yeah. If you give yeah. yourself two hours to go in and you've got a few pre-prepared questions of the things that you need to learn how to do. You could just search those things on YouTube and watch videos on how to do it. Or every, you know, every platform's got an onboarding process that will guide you through exactly how to use the software. And, you know, for me, I used to resist, no, I don't want to look at the instructions. I just want it to work now. And so I get all like bent out of shape about it. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I mean, it's, it's really not hard. All of the tools, most of the tools that exist don't require us to know code. They don't require us to be a techie. We just have to take that time to go in and play with it and be okay with breaking it. Like right now I'm, I quit Facebook at the end of last year and then I just hired a mentor that's forcing me to do some Facebook ads to test our websites to see if they're actually working. And so I just had to like reopen my account. And I mean, at first my stomach was turning inside out because I had to reactivate Facebook and I was just like, oh, now I'm like learning how to do ads. I'm like, I don't want to do this. And then I woke up this morning. I'm like, damn it. I'm just going to enjoy it. I'm just going to go in. I'm going to follow the instructions and I'm going to learn this and I'm going to enjoy it. And I don't know if I'll be doing it in a month from now, but for right now today, I have a choice to just go enjoy this learning process and go learn something new that so many people are using. So I'm doing it. That is awesome. Well, as we wrap up here, tell us about Workbook Heroes, which may or may not be up by the time you, this, you're listening to this, but it's, your, it's a new course. And then uh, just follow that up with how people can best 
engage with you and, and the eCourse adventures? Yeah, so Workbook Heroes is uh, it's the next course that we're making in-house at eCourse Adventures. Um, and it's basically going to be a course on how to create interactive, themified workbooks. Because uh, a lot of the times, like, you know, not like start, a boring, like, yeah, PDF not just a blank document. Exactly. Something that's interactive that people can write notes in and um, <clears throat> something beautiful and fun, something people would actually want to print out or want to keep on file and, and go through. Um, and so that course is obviously superhero theme. Um, the, uh, the main character in it is Kent Clark and you are working at a journalism kind of like a 1960s sort of newspaper, um, retro theme and, uh, and the, the main boss at the, at the newspapers, he's a hard ass and a stickler and he wants you to do your very best work. And so he's not going to let you publish something that's mediocre, uh, because he wants to have the best damn newspaper in the world. So you're going to have to just go under the wing of, uh, of Kent Clark and learn how to become a workbook superhero. Um, that is yeah. cool. We're stoked. We're, we're having a lot of fun with the kind of, we took a whole day about uh, a week ago, two weeks ago, and we spent it out in nature hiking and we mapped out the whole course that way. That's still how we operate. We actually, we now take at least a half a day every single week as a team to go out into nature and to, um, to plan, to write, to, to just like make things up, to work on our business, to talk about things that need to be talked about. Cause what's the point of doing it in the office when we could be out there? So much of what we do is just conversation and brainstorming and stuff. So we might as well be out hiking and, and enjoying the weather. That is awesome. That is awesome. Uh, and as far as where to, to find us are, our, um, main domain will be ecourseadventures.com and that will you know you can find the great ecourse adventure you can join our community for course creators uh from there you can check out our weekly show you can get into all the fun stuff that we're getting up to and and connect in that way bradley thank you for coming on the show and sharing your your journey and your vision and your you know your tips and recommendations with us this was value-packed um, thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you. And thank you for doing such great work. It's a pleasure to be in business with you guys. And that's a wrap for this episode of LMS cast. I'm your guide, Chris Badgett. I hope you enjoyed the show. This show was brought to you by lifter LMS, the number one tool for creating, selling and protecting engaging online courses to help you get more revenue, freedom, and impact in your life, head on over to lifterlms.com and get the best gear for your course creator journey. Let's build the most engaging results getting courses on the internet. Mm -hmm.